Hola, amor. Hola, cariño. Y bienvenidos a Uy, qué horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. And I'm Eileen. Hi. Hey, girl. How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, how are you? I'm hungry because pre-recording, <laughs> <laughs> pre-recording, we... Talking noodles. We were just talking noodles and scallions and garlic and YouTube cooking shows and, you know, rather obscure cookbooks with fried flower buds and all things like that. So listen, I'm hungry now, but we've got priorities. <laughs> Should that be our next podcast as a food podcast? Just us being like, I watched a video where we made garlic noodles. Yes, absolutely. We've got like smoothie <laughs> podcast, cooking podcast, uh-huh. curly hair podcast. Curly hair <laughs> podcast. I mean, we're just going to cover it all. Um, how are you doing? How are you over there? I'm doing good. I um I wanted to very quickly say that I followed a a suggestion that has been said to us mm-hmm. a few times since we started the podcast. Um because I was r- running around through my HBO Max application on my PlayStation 4 and uh, I was like, what do I watch? I want to watch something. I was like, yeah, no no nothing called my attention and so i was like let me go to the horror section and see what's up Mm -hmm. and i ran across phantasmagorias (gasps) which has been the the animated we've spoken about this on the pod yes which so many times mostly these folklore horror movies that we cover a lot of the times when we do the research it'll say has been covered in phantasmagorias yeah and some listeners have also said, this was done in Fantasmagorias. So I said, listen, it's here. Holy shit. I stumbled upon it. Let me see what's up. Yo no sabía que eran like one minute to max three minute long episodes. Oh, they're fast. Okay. So I don't know if you remember, pero in HBO Latin America, every Mm -hmm. now and then they would have these like little tiny blips of like, here's a thing for you to see. It wasn't a full movie. It wasn't even a full show. Just a little like in between film moment. Yes, I remember. Entonces yo creo que this is what this is. So it's animated in a really cool way. I really like the animation. Uh, It's like a narrator. He tells the story and they're from all over the continent. Mm. He's like usually smoking a cigarette and he's real creepy and he's like En Recife, Brasil Paso unas cosas muy raras and then they'll show the story or whatever. I love it. Yeah, and I watched (laughs) the whole thing. There's like I'm gonna say it said three seasons, but the third season only had two episodes Mm. and it said 2018. So I don't know if they're like working on it still or if they just kind of stop making them weird but there's a bunch of they're like quick little ghost stories and quick little like creepy folklores in chile mm. una vez and it always <laughs> ends with <laughs> it always ends with him saying y esta historia es de verdad entonces la próxima vez que estés and so he's, it's just very cool fucking love that so much oh i need to check it out i thought that they were like you know regular what 20 to 30 minute episodes but they're teeny little snippets they're quick little beans yeah 
I literally, I think I watched them all in 30 minutes. So <laughs> Amazing. HBO Max, check it out, right? HBO Max, Fantasmagorias, check Love it that. out, be creeped out, look at cartoons and have a fun time. So speaking about creepy, spooky things, yes, let's get into this movie today. Now, I do want to just explain how... I landed on this movie. I am very curious because, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main stage, Bolivia, finally! Holy shit. Finally, Bolivia, which I I will speak for myself here. I've been searching for a Bolivian horror movie since we began this podcast because I lived in Bolivia for six years when I was younger. I spent... Formative years. Elementary all middle school, part of high school there, like, it's where I had my first kiss. It's the, it's where I first got drunk. Like, it's Bolivia is, like you said, a hugely formative place for me. It feels like home. It will always feel like home, even though I have not been, bra- been back since 2001. Pero Damn. Bolivia, Forever. specifically La Paz, Bolivia, home. In my heart. Deep, deep, deep in my heart. So... A few weeks ago, you and I were guests on a friend's podcast, which I think we should speak about. Our friend May, mm-hmm. she hosts a podcast called Horror Spiria. Please check it out. We were featured on an episode. We had so much fun with her. So and much fun. She's so dang smart. She is the smartest cookie. <laughs> she is from Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And when she was going through all the countries that we've done, like all the movies that we've covered... She was like, oh, you haven't done Puerto Rico yet. And we were like, yes, we haven't because we haven't found any movies. So spoiler alert, she found one. She told us about it. But we're going to wait to have her on the pod so we can cover that movie. So yeah, expect that sometime in the future. Yeah, coming soon. But she also said, what about Bolivia? And I was like, girl, I've been trying. I've been looking. So literally that day that we recorded, I hung up like we, we finished our meeting, yeah. our recording. And I was like. Jonathan, find a fucking movie. Because there are movies from Bolivia. There's like a particular group of people who make, who have made some movies down there. But I think they're all gringos. Oh. Hmm. Who film in Bolivia. And also you have to pay for them on Amazon. And it's you got to pay like 20 bucks. So I was Damn. like, no, sabes que no quiero. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how this popped up. I think I put in like... Película de terror, Bolivia, algo así. Uh-huh. And then, boom, this movie popped up. So the movie we're covering today, I don't know how it just randomly popped up finally. I think I know why. Oh, tell me, tell me. I was going to save it for trivia, but let's say it up at the top. Because this film is from 2010, mm-hmm. but the directors said, well, pandemic Let's just put it online so that people can watch it during the pandemic. So thank you, pandemic. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, yeah. So and like that being said, this movie is on Vimeo mm-hmm. for free. Yeah. And it's a short, short baby, like just over an hour long. Anyway, so this movie that we're covering today is Casting, casting. or Casting <laughs> from Bolivia 2010 Freshly released on Vimeo in 2020 so people could enjoy it from their homes during the pandemic. It was written and directed by Denise Arancibia and Juan Pablo Richter. 
So uh, let's get into this movie. You got a little synopsis for me? So I tried to find a dang synopsis for this fucking movie. Please tell me you wrote one again. I absolutely did. (laughs) (laughs) I love it when you do this. (laughs) It's literally a single sentence because I I was looking through articles and reviews and things like that. And I was like, Mm -hmm. this is it. So I translated some things. I plucked things out. I I used my brain because I am a human. Okay. And so <laughs> this is You are a human. This is uh the synopsis written by Eileen Clark. A team of young aspiring directors search for the ideal actress to act in a horror movie that they are filming. <laughs> You're welcome. Put it on IMDb. <laughs> You're welcome, everyone. You fucking nailed it, Eileen. I love it. All right. Are you ready to go to Bolivia with me? Absolutely. I've been waiting for since. So also, I'm just going to (laughs) say Bolivia was where I lived in between living in Brazil, Mm -hmm. which is where Eileen and I first, you know, unofficially met. Yeah. And then. So it was Brazil, Bolivia, moved to Bolivia, post Bolivia. I moved to Nicaragua, where our friendship happened quickly and we just took off friends forever for life. Yeah. So here we are. Let's go to Bolivia, a place I've been dreaming to take you to for fucking like 20 years now. It's absolutely a dream. I cannot wait. (laughs) Let's go. All right. So just to establish right off the top, this movie is all it's not found footage. It is like, you know, but it's like first person handheld video camera footage full through. We open with two young women filming each other at home, it seems. And the woman being filmed puts on some pink heart sunglasses and a wig. And then the woman, quote unquote, directing her, I will say, Mm -hmm. tosses her a fan and asks her to pose with it. It's all very giggly and we're having fun and we're girls, we're giggling. Home movies. Home movie. Honestly, the shit that Eileen and I used to do (laughs) in Nicaragua where we would literally sit around for hours, listen to Madonna and just film film each other being fools. (laughs) And we felt so cool. We're just like... God, the coolest. (laughs) Somebody will want to watch this someday. (laughs) Will they? No, they won't. (laughs) (laughs) Someday we will go through this footage and be like, oh, no. We did not too long ago. I mean, a couple of years ago, we found some of mm-hmm. those little, like, uh, camcorder tapes, and we yeah, found a way that. to, like, plug it into your fucking TV, and we were, and it was literally just us being like, <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, teenagers, like, full teenagers, teenagers. just being assholes. Yeah. We'll share it on our Patreon when we have our Patreon. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> All right, so then we cut to darkness and we hear voices. Something about a hammer and nails. And we hear a man's voice say, I was thinking we could have the actress recite poetry or rather scream poetry. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say something now. The sound in that section was not great. It gave me Criptico vibes. Sure. And just so everybody knows, this movie on Vimeo doesn't have any captions or subtitles. No. I was very concerned that this was going to be a problem sound wise. But luckily, it that it was there was only I'm going to say three to four scenes where we had this type of shot where somebody was talking in the background and the camera wasn't really focused on anything. And so 
I won't lie, like the those moments I was like, I hope nothing important is being said because I couldn't understand it. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Thankfully, I have a knowledge of like the slang and stuff and the right. way it sounds. And the Spanish is rather clear mm-hmm. in Bolivia. But to be totally honest, during these scenes, I did have to rewind a couple of times and really be like, what are they saying back there? Yeah. Just because since I was taking notes, I didn't want to miss anything. Sure, sure, sure. And I genuinely was like, Johnny will pay attention. Johnny will pay. Like, that's the job of the note taker is like, you know what? They'll take care of it. If it's important, they'll fucking take care of it. And this isn't necessarily important, but it's just like setting the tone. Hammer, nails, screaming poetry. What? What could that be? Something rather sinister. Okay, so we then cut to casting sessions with various women in a dingy ass room like there's literally a pickaxe just like yeah chilling against the wall and our first woman in this casting is told by the casting director to show us her perfil her profile and then she introduces herself her name is Maddie, and she lists her acting experience quick side note Pretty sure she said, I've done teatro at the Franco. That's what I I wrote down. What teatro en el Franco? Have you been to el Franco? If memory serves me correctly, the Franco is the French school in La Paz. Oh, yeah. So I looked up Teatro Franco just being like, well, maybe there's a separate theater. But it seems to me like this woman, Mari, went to the Franco and she did theater. <laughs> I did theater in high school. So you're welcome. <laughs> well, Mari, I did theater at Calvert, the American Cooperative School in La Paz. So, you know. So suck on that, Mari. <laughs> <laughs> we both did theater in La Paz, okay? And so the casting director asks Mari, do you have a problem with nudity? And she responds, no. And then we get a very quick shot of bloody skin mm. and a man saying, desperta, wake up. We then cut to yet another woman in a casting, and the casting director tells her, we're going to (laughs) improv. And then we cut to this same woman, but she's now in her bra and underwear with her hands tied to the ceiling, and she very, (sighs) very poorly is like, let me go, let me, like literally smiling as she says the lines. Suéltame, (laughs) suéltame, suéltame. Suel, suéltame. Por, por favor, por favor, suéltame. <laughs> Would you please just just let me go? It's bad. Which I think it's the point. Like we're meant to. It's done on purpose. They're casting a film, and they're like, yeah, because the director also says, like, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, could you? You're afraid. You're gonna be. You're. This is. You really want to get out of this place? And she's like, yeah, sure, I got it. Suéltame. <laughs> she does exactly the same fucking thing. Oh my gosh. So after she like still does not take the note, like the poor thing is just not a very good actress. The director says, no, this isn't working. Bring the tools. Oh. And then we hear this woman say, auxilio, <laughs> which I just had to write down. She says that one final time, our favorite word, auxilio. The director says, corte, cut. And then we get quick shots of this woman screaming and covered in blood. Mm -hmm. We cut to yet another woman in this casting session. She says her name is Sara Cárdenas. She's done some acting, but she's also very much into directing and producing. So the casting director says here, "Okay, so this is your direction. Imagine you're never going to get out of here, going to get out of this room. So beg us to let you go. So she does. 
it's not very good <laughs> again. <laughs> but then we very quickly cut back to the footage from the top of the young woman being filmed at home with the glasses and everything. This time, though, we see the face of the woman filming and it's the same woman from this last casting session, Sarah Cárdenas. I'm going to be honest in that I didn't realize that until this very moment. When you said, my name is Sara Cárdenas, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in the casting moment, when they're asking her who she is, whatever, she's the one with the silver jacket, yes? Yes, silver jacket, yeah. <laughs> so when when they're talking to her, she's got her hair back and got tiny bangs. She's got like Betty, yeah, like a, Betty Page bangs. Yeah, very Gail Weathers and Scream yeah. Freak. <laughs> <laughs> the infamous Gale Weather Bangs. And then when she's in the home videos with the other girl, when we turn to her, we're definitely more up close. It's a shot of mostly her face and the other one, it's full body. And yeah. her little bangs are less are a little either longer or shorter. They're like yeah. less and you know, something. And also her hair, which is kind of like really layered and mullety. It's very like alternative. It's yes. down. So mm -hmm. I literally was like, oh, this is just another woman that they're casting. Not until literally this very moment did it click. Oh, that's the, they're the same people. Well, I didn't catch it at this moment either but there is a moment quickly coming up that i was like oh this is the same person and also this might be a spoiler right at the top by telling you it's the same person but i don't fucking care so i'm just gonna tell everybody it's the same person okay the when i mean at this moment i mean right now recording like oh no i understand <laughs> <Okay>. i <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh now this is where i was like oh it's the same woman because now we cut back to you know this casting session and we see sara cardenas and she's covered in blood with nails in her Ooh, chest yeah ooh, 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 ooh. okay so we finally meet this casting director or he's the director of the movie so i called him chin strap the whole movie. You know what I called him? Please. I called him hands because there was nary a moment. <laughs> there was nary a moment that he wasn't on screen where he wasn't like, like fully like uh, doing a magician's hand by his face. I was like, bro. He's giving you intense director with those hands yeah. just like how do i explain myself you know i mean you, you can't see us listener but <laughs> you can envision it but lots of like wiggly spirit hands and also the most unfortunate flavor saver you have ever seen in your life that's what it's called it's flavor saver chin strap goes down the yes. jaw all around flavor saver is right in the middle a horrible thing what a nightmare i realized that a chin strap which i you know for me is always rupaul's drag Sure. Come on, chin strap. Yeah. Which it's just like it's like you you have that defining line yeah. all around the chin. But this guy, he's got that flavor saver, literally bottom lip to bottom of chin. So I just unfortunately, this man is chin strapped through the rest of my notes. Great, and he fucking deserves it too. Okay, so <laughs> so chin strap is being filmed in this same dingy space from the casting, and he says we're gonna make the first Bolivian horror movie. It will follow the typical horror convention, but we want to create an interaction between the actor and director. Something different. And he says, estamos en la etapa de casting. Yeah! 
Did you hear this thing? Yeah. When he's like, okay. Is this a very Bolivian thing? This <laughs> sent me skyrocketing to Bolivia. Like, literally zooming through the air back to Bolivia. When people are like, such and such and such. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bolivia. All capital letters. I love All capital that. letters. Oh, my God. It, it like I'm sure it's maybe done in other países as well. But to me, Bolivia. I don't know, man. I was like, what's with all the yes? <laughs> Dude, they say Bolivia. It a bunch. <laughs> they do it a bunch. It's like when you say a line, but you're kind of like you're trying to make it be like a little funny or something sure. or like take off the edge or the seriousness. Yeah. Oh, my God. Bolivia. We're back in Bolivia. <laughs> also, very meta of him to be like, we're making the first Bolivian horror movie because technically that's what this is. Absolutely. This is a very meta film, I will say. For sure. Okay, so we've got this <laughs> chin strap <laughs> interview or whatever where he's being filmed. And then we cut to a woman being filmed or interview. I called her Lip Ring. That's what I called Okay. <laughs> I was like, this lip ring girl? Come on. Lip ring. Ooh, it's intense. So <laughs> she's got to look. She's got to look. So lip ring is the producer of this movie. And she says, everything has been done in horror. So what do we do? We take it to the next level. La realidad. Mm. Reality. Okay. We cut to yet another what I will call interview. And now we meet our camera guy. I just called him camera guy the entire time. And he says, we're looking for the right person. And when she shows up, tiene que aguantar porque le va a pasar mal. She has to endure. Yeah. Just to endure because it's going to be really bad for her. And so Chinstrap, who is interviewing the camera guy, says, well, what about the last one? And the camera guy says, la mari which was the same woman from, that we saw from the top. He says she didn't aguantar. No aguanto. She couldn't endure, which is fucked. And then we're back to Chinstrap being filmed, <laughs> still being a douchey director. And he's like, fake blood doesn't scare anybody. Nobody buys la gringuita, las gringuitas, which I think he just means like nobody buys like, you know, the American horror movies. Yeah. Everybody's seen it. And then he says, las chinitas aren't even scary. And I was like, oh, God. He's talking about the ring and stuff. He's talking about like J-horror, but he's saying Las Chinitas. Right. And I was just like, we need to do better, people. Los Latinos en general, when it comes to referring to Asian people, it's it just lands in the ear Ooh. horribly. Oh, we need to do better. Like this was no, you just let's not do this anymore. No, let's guys. just not. Let's not do this anymore. And then he says, I want to be scared for real. Quiero cagar de miedo. And then we casually see on the floor behind him a dead body spattered with blood. The camera zooms in on this body as somebody drags it away. Puta, que freaky, man. <laughs> Didn't catch that. <laughs> the camera guy says. As the body is being dragged <laughs> off the screen, the guy says, puta, que freaky, man. And I... <laughs> It was like, oh, oh my boy. God. <laughs> oh, no. Really? Okay. <laughs> I get that this is all pretty much improvised, but you couldn't have cut that little <laughs> that little one. Oh, <laughs> okay. So now we cut to the woman from the footage at the top of the movie, the woman who was wearing the pink heart glasses and the pink wig. 
And she is now at this casting session. She says her name is Ale Cárdenas, which the director is like, whoop, he catches that name. Mm -hmm. And uh, she lists her credits. And so Chinstrap directs her to reach an emotional state because she won't leave this place ever again. He says to her, you're going to die here. So she gets very, very serious very, very quickly. And she quietly and shakily says, Yo tengo que salir de aquí, por favor. And then finally she screams, Por favor, sacanme de aquí. And then Chinstrap director is like, Good cut. And Ale like shakes it off like an actor would. And I was like, No. <laughs> that was so hilarious to me. There's a lot of triggering stuff in that casting section of all the girls, uh, her too. I'm just like, oh man, dude, acting is fucking. Dude, because we've done this. We are actors. Yes. We are actors. And look, as actors watching this movie, I actually found, like, I found a lot of comedy in here yeah. where I was just like, that's fucking hilarious. Where she's just like, she like shrugs her, shrugs her shoulders. She's like, oh, I really got into it yeah. there. You know, I was, I was just like, like oh, oh boy. okay, girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so and then so she she has done her little scene and the director seems chin strap seems pleased. And then Lip Ring hands Ale a bra and underwear and says that she needs to speak with Chin Strap. So the camera guy secretly films Ale changing into the bra and underwear as Lip Ring and Chin Strap have a conversation that we overhear. This is another moment that I was like. Somebody get a better mic on these two so that we can hear it oh, better. I had to go back to be like, what are you saying back <laughs> there? So the camera guy is secretly filming Ale. You know, she's changing into the bra and underwear. And we overhear this conversation in the back with Lip Ring and a chin strap. And Lip Ring says to chin strap, we can't cast Ale because she's not on the list. How did she find out about us? Hmm. Interesting. And then we cut to Chinstrap tying Ale to a chair and camera guy interviews Ale for what they call the making of, like behind the scenes footage, which is a continued theme throughout the film. And Ale says, well, I'm really nervous because there's no script. I've never worked like this before, but it's a challenge. So I'm I'm up for it. And meanwhile, in the back, Chinstrap and Lipring are just emptying out a balija with like a scythe. A huge fucking, like, what I call, like, Alaska knife with two handles on the edge. I call it an Alaska knife. Why is that an Alaska knife? Because one time... <laughs> <laughs> I went to Alaska once, and there was a specific knife that, like, it's like a knife that you can, like, rock back and forth. What is this sure. knife called? I'm sure you must know what this is actually called. Girl, I have no idea. <laughs> well, a, this, a curved knife? It's like a curved, Dub yes, A double-handled, curved, curved knife. Pero por qué? Because when I was in Alaska, the hosts of the of where I was staying, they were like, I was like, oh, I want to bring something home for my family. And they're like, well, these are very Alaskan, these particular knives. So I bought a fucking Alaska knife and I <laughs> took it home to my parents. And my parents were like, Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and then they pull out, um, they also pull out an electric screwdriver. Is this what this, this is called? An electric screwdriver? Like a, a drill? A fucking drill, girl. <laughs> oh my God, you're so butch, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> For throughout my notes, it's electric screwdriver. And in the back of my brain, it was like, Johnny, that's not what it's called. <laughs> But you can't remember what it's called. It's called 
a drill. drill, people. Oh, fuck. But this drill was particularly intense. It was very yeah. big. And I don't think it's meant to be a drill for like, boop, we're putting uh, screws in the wall. I feel uh-huh. like it's meant to make holes in wood. Uh, like a heavy, some, yes, heavy duty kind of because drill. Because the drill bit is way thicker than yeah. a regular drill would be. And it's also like way longer. So there's something. Yeah. It's, it's it's a drill, but it's definitely meant for some other purpose. It's like a mama drill. Yeah. <laughs> She's a big a mama. mama drill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So chin strap and lip ring take all this shit out of this bag and then chin strap goes up to Ale and he says what is acting to you and she responds it's my life (laughs) and then chin strap asks what do you love more than acting Ale responds my family and more specifically my sister chin strap asks what would you do for your love of acting what's your limit and Ale responds I don't do limits because I love what I do I don't know man (laughs) Oh, I got limits. I got boundaries. Bitch, I got hella limits. You better fucking pump your brakes. First of all, why would you have this conversation already tied up? They chain her to the... the, It's rope and chain. Mm -hmm. But I said chain is definitely a chain that they pulled off of a pair of pants from Hot Topic, dude. (laughs) That chain was a chain that they took off of a purse. Wallet attached to your belt loop. Yeah. I used to fucking wear a a chain wallet like that. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Okay, so... She's like, I don't have limits when it comes to acting. And then he says, what would you be willing to endure for the love of your sister? And she says, anything. So he gets up and he puts on a butcher's apron and he says, one more thing. What is pain to you? And Ale responds, before my sister died, she said that when a woman experiences intense pain, she is liberated. Like giving birth or losing your virginity or getting beaten or raped. The woman is not afraid of extreme pain because she has been liberated. But my sister was a teenager when she said that, so she didn't really know what the hell she was talking about. Mm. Chinstrep then asks how her sister died, but she doesn't say anything. She doesn't respond to that question. Chinstrap then Chinstrap. I can't believe this is my fucking this is the name I picked. Okay, so Chinstrap says, I have a theory. I think this character you will play picked you for the part. I'm okay, so this whole conversation here as an actor. Uh-huh. I I don't this whole thing spoke volumes to me about just like the douche nosery of acting, like what it can occasionally be, but it also made me laugh as well. Like it's it's just like seeing her shrug when she went into that scene and then here where it's like, what are your limits? I don't have a limits. I don't have limits as an actor because I'm willing to do anything for my love of acting. I was just like, this is hilarious and so irritating at the same time. Yes, it was incredibly irritating, not just because of the acting stuff. But for me, it was also the douche nosery of directing stuff. This mm. fucking guy with his yes. hands all over the yes. place being like, pero el dolor y que te pasa? Y por qué? Porque yo siento que el carácter y cuando uno actúa. And I was like, Oof. get the fuck uh, out of here, bro. So irritating, but also yes. like, I've I've met you before. 
I have worked with you before. Several of people like this man before. And that's why I'm so irritated by you. Yes. Yes. But it's an, it isn't, I will say here, it is an interesting concept that they're establishing here in this movie. I will admit, I didn't love this movie. (laughs) I'm just going to say right here. Mm -hmm. But I was like, there are some interesting ideas that it presents that as performers, especially, I think it like hits on those things like, well, what are you willing to do? What are your boundaries? And like, there are fucked up directors out there who will not respect your boundaries and will just be like, you're an actor. It's your job. Fucking do it. Yeah. And that's not okay. Okay. So it made me feel those things. I was like, this is an interesting exploration of, of the, of those ideas. You know what I mean? I agree. Okay, so he says all this douchey ass <laughs> shit, and then he, <laughs> and then he grabs a screwdriver and a lighter. This is a screwdriver. Yes, this is a fucking screwdriver. <laughs> this tool is correctly <laughs> named a screwdriver. Okay, okay, I was right. Okay, so he grabs a screwdriver. It's funny because, like, in my relationship, I actually am the more handy one. But, like, I just, I'm like, I don't fucking know. Which, to me, is the most shocking thing of all between you and Matthew. Because you would think that fucking Absolutely. guy. Absolutely. And no. he's just like, no, I went, I can't, no. I shan't, I shan't. He's just like, hire somebody to do it. And I'm like, I can fucking do this. It's Bitch, not that hard. I can do it. I can do this. Anyway, so... So Chinstrap grabs a screwdriver and a lighter and he says to Ale, okay, I'm going to heat this up and then I'm going to burn your body. And so Ale's all, the cool. Way he fucking... <laughs> oh, casual. <laughs> casual. The most casual of all. This is what's going to happen. This yeah. is what's going on. And so Ale's like, cool, 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 but let's rehearse it first because, you know, you might hurt me. I don't want you to hurt me. And he says, no, I'm actually going to burn you. You yourself just said that you were capable of doing this for your love of acting and that pain is liberation. And when I tell you, first of all, the nervousness, but also how I was just like, I am so irritated by this man right now. Me too. Me too. When he says to her, you're willing to do this for your love of acting. I was just like, no, (laughs) I wrote no. Por amor, my ass. Ooh. Oh, my God. So Alice says, hell no. Yeah. You're not going to burn me with that. Ni cagando. And she starts to freak. So he smacks her and she screams. It goes from zero to 500, as you like to say, quite quickly. So they gag her. They tape her mouth shut. Chinstrap puts a mask on and he begins to heat up the screwdriver. And then he begins to burn her leg with it. And it is pretty awful like her screaming is very committed and her screams are very well suited for a horror movie i will say she she goes for it and this is another part where like the sound isn't very good because she screams so so loud i had to take my headphones off i had to turn the volume down so many times because she screams so so powerfully that it's that it's just like the sound clips you know it's just like clipping oof Oh, God, this next note, he then grabs the electric screwdriver. Oh, fuck, I'm going to have to correct myself throughout all these fucking notes. Okay, so the, he then grabs the drill, and uh-huh. we don't see him do this, but we do see Ale get spattered with her own blood as yeah. he drills her leg, and then we get a blackout. Mm-hmm. When we're back, Chinstrap says, you cut when I say cut to the camera guy. And then Chinstrap turns to Ale and says, you did good. And she's like, dude, 
no voy a aguantar. She's like, I'm not going to make it. Which I was like, oh, that's that's really fucking awful. And then Chinstrap yeah. says to her, yes, you will, because you're a great actress. And again, like the irritation <sighs> I felt in my gut. Dude. I wrote, the, the amount of times I wrote, fuck this guy was fuck this guy. insurmountable. <laughs> there was... Okay, so then Chinstrap grabs a big knife, he heats it up, and he burns Ale's face with it. And again, the camera guy cuts away, so it seems that the camera guy is having trouble watching Ale suffer. We then cut to Ale all tied up, and Chinstrap is like prepared to bash her toes with this hatchet hammer nightmare tool. And so he bashes her big toe and he tells her to recite her lines, which she quietly does at first. And I'm pretty sure she said, hazme lo que quieras, hijo de puta, me voy a morir. But then he bashes her toes again. He, he does like several takes. Like he's like, yeah. he wants it to be just right. So he bashes her toes again, this time to make her like scream the line. He wants her to scream the line. Fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. And then again, we cut to Chinstrap being filmed and he is douching out director style like, holy shit, it's going so well. We've been looking for someone for weeks and Ale is the one. She has endured so much, but it's just going to get worse. We're going to test the theory of an actor giving herself to the director. This is art. I'm so mad. I'm just like so mad. And then so we're still like, you know, interviewing this douche ass director. Making of. (laughs) The making of, right, exactly. And the camera zooms out. And when I tell you, I laughed out loud because like standing behind him, looking at him so disapprovingly, like so irritated with him is lip ring. She, and I was just like, I get you, girl. I get it. She's just looking at him like, look at this fucking piece look of shit. Look at this asshole. And Lip Ring's <laughs> like, yeah, it's going well. We're on schedule. And again, I laughed out loud. I was like, we're on schedule? Girl. Wow. Like, it's honestly giving me, like, dark comedy vibes. You can tell, like, she's meant to deliver the dark jokes in in this movie. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. And also, her hair is incredibly unfortunate. I just have to say it. It's so (laughs) unfortunate. If we're going to start an uh, an Uh, offshoot hair hair podcast, we got to talk about it. Oof, it's just so flippy and her bangs are bad. It's just, it's incredibly 2000s. And it's just, it's it's a tough hairdo. She's got like an edgy look. You know what I mean? With the lip ring and the like, the the blunt cut if you will you know yeah. like but also it's floopy i don't yeah. know dude she's got a metallica sh- <laughs> a black metallica shirt over a long sleeve white uh, yeah. fishnet shirt and you're just like sure. oh boy <laughs> and the director oh god it's so 2000s the director wears a hoodie underneath his blazer which i'm like Girl. oh boy all you need is a fedora my guy oh. <laughs> <laughs> that 
Uh, Nails it. I mean, the fedora. Why do I just have like an image of Justin Timberlake right now? Just like Justin Timberlake. It's totally Justin Timberlake the yes. year he left NSYNC. Like, you're <laughs> just like, oh boy, bro. Oh man, the fucking fedora. All right. <laughs> Cut to camera guy creepily filming Ale as she is trying to rest, trying to sleep. And he does this throughout the movie where he just is like lasciviously filming her body top to bottom, close up. Very creepy. So Ale wakes up and she asks for water, which he gives her, but he's like all up in her space, like in her face as she's drinking her water. He's creepy as fuck and... To me, he seems enamored with her. Very, very into her. At this point, I was concerned because when she's like, awa, awa, and he approaches so slimily and creepily that I was like, fuck, they're going to waterboard her ass. Because at this point, they have done so much crazy shit with her. I was like, he's going to bring that glass of water and then like pour it on her nose and waterboard her. Like I was that's what I was expecting. Interesting you thought that he he was going to waterboard her because I was like, somebody's going to come with a knife and stab her. I was like, something's coming. Something, something. something horrible is coming. So, yeah, this this camera guy, like, obsesionado. He's all up in her business. We then cut to a dark, abandoned-looking hallway. And at the end of the hallway, hallway, we see Ale slowly hobbling toward us. Remember, her fucking, her feet are fucked. Her fucking foot. At one point, they show the foot, and I don't yes. know what they did where they, like, either <laughs> either she's got very nimble toes or or they taped her toe down. But, like, that big toe is gone, my guy. He bashed it off. Yeah, she doesn't have a big toe anymore. But the way, like, that they filmed it, either, like, the camera, obviously, probably a great camera angle, but also, like, <laughs> they're like, girl, hold that toe down. Just press it up against, do something. Fucking be double jointed or something. Something because they must have taped it or something to get it back there. So Alice hobbling down this dark hallway and then from a lit doorway behind her, Chinstrap appears and he hits her with a baseball bat. And this whole sequence stressed me out. I mean, all of this is disturbing, but this particularly stressed me out because you're waiting for somebody to pop out. But yeah. I will say, too, that like this movie is very short but it feels long because yeah. a lot of the shots are long, lingering shots of just like one same thing happening. And This one in particular, because this hallway or whatever area that they're filming this in is outside, it seems. Because mm. there's like a fire burning. I thought this was, oh, her moment to escape. She's found a way and she's escaping. Sure. Mm-hmm. And we don't realize that they're filming something until... The director in a mask comes out and then I genuinely fell for for the bit because in the first time he tries to hit her with the bat, he lets go of the bat and he's like, Mm -hmm. oh, shit, I fucked up a blooper reel or whatever. But like, (laughs) so then they do it again and again. And I was like. We're watching her like hobble down the hallway and like what like we sit there and live in it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And like a lot of shots are just slow ass shots like this. Exactly. 
But then, también, solo rapidito, a cada rato, lip ring is like, no me estés gastando la cinta. Don't waste my cinta. You, what, what are you doing? You're gastando la cinta just standing here filming nothing. Wasting the shit out of that cinta. Yeah, what Wasting the, hell? the shit out of it. So, so Chinstrap has, you know, bashed her on the back with the baseball bat. And he says, no, no sirve. So he makes her do it again, even though she's literally like, begging him to stop. So she does this quote-unquote scene over and over. And the last time we hear, at least I heard, bones crunch when he hits her with that baseball bat. Whoa. Again, we cut to camera guy just enamorado with Ale. He's laying like right next to her, up in her space. I will say the few times that he does those sweeping shots of her body that are very mm -hmm. creepy we see like what she's been through there's like mm -hmm. holes in her legs and burns, burns and stuff yeah and like that all looks pretty decent for this yeah. movie you know what mm -hmm. i mean i think they meant the blood to look a little bit better the blood isn't couldn't quite find the correct consistency and like opaqueness it's a hint too watery it's yeah it's listen mm -hmm. <laughs> a little bit of a tangent but uh when i was doing comedy i did a lot of comedy wrestling uh my comedy wrestling character her name was bloody mary she was a woman on her period all the time so i had to make <laughs> there are pictures we should post it <laughs> yes uh i wore all white i had a necklace of pads love used pads i wore used tampons in my hair uh and my pants which were white leggings were literally just like it was just streaming down the center of my legs. Mm -hmm. And I Googled so many recipes on how to make fake blood. And so this is my tip to you if you are making fake blood at home. Corn syrup, light corn syrup. You want the almost uh, clear kind. Chocolate powder is the main jam because... Mm. Blood is not red. Blood is... Especially when it dries. It's brownish burgundy. Yeah. So chocolate powder, red food coloring, and blue food coloring. So you want a good amount of chocolate powder, a good amount of red, and the blue, you're going to have to like play around with it, but you just want one or two drops in there. And then you like mix and zhuzh until you get the right consistency and you can thin it out with water depending on what you're using it for or whatever pero chocolate powder uh light corn syrup red food coloring and then a little bit of blue and then you'll fucking get delightful very good thick goopy blood and if you happen to slam your vagina on people's faces, which is what I had to do while comedy wrestling all the time, because my moves were based on like period things. Yeah, yeah. Then your crotch smells delightfully. I was going to say, you probably smelled like a fucking just a hot chocolate. A red velvet cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Eileen so. Clark, fake blood expert. Tips. Tips, Tips for fake blood. <laughs> By Eileen Clark. I love it. Yep. Um, we need to share those pictures. I mean, oh, come on. I we have so many it. great so ones. So many. I think I've seen Bloody Mary in action live. I'm sure at some point I've seen her live. She was pretty great. Oh, she's a star. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Back to camera guy. He's 
like basically in bed right next to Ale, right up in her face, he says to her, ¿Vas a aguantar? ¿Por qué estás haciendo esto? Which means like, are you going to keep going, like endure? Why are you doing this? He asks Ale, which I was like, mm -hmm. what? And then Ale says, por amor, which I was just like, what the fuck is going on here? I knew. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I am not going to lie. I, from the beginning, was like, I think I know the twist. And also, very quickly, at this moment, I was like, because, listen, they're putting this woman through hell. Mm -hmm. We're in a horror movie in Latin America, which we know they love to sprinkle in rape. I was waiting mm. for it. Mm. I was yeah, yeah, yeah. waiting for it. Yep. Well, here we go. So <laughs> we cut to this horrible crew tying Ale by the hands to the ceiling camera guy comes up to Ale and he says Ale y Ale un solo corazón which I was like oh fuck this guy too because camera guy's name is Ale too and I was just like oh I just I simply will not burn in hell <laughs> so lip ring repeatedly tosses a bucket of water onto a, bl a blindfolded Ale and then camera guy comes up waterboarding and he tries to kiss Ale and Ale clearly is resisting him. So they have to keep redoing the take, take after take after take. And after many takes of Ale being like, no, que asco, que asco, like refusing this guy, she kisses camera guy back rather passionately, I must say. Mm -hmm. But we hear Lip Ring say, cut, it won't do if she kisses him. But the, the director is like, no, I like it. I want it. Let them kiss. Romance. Esta yeah. película va a tener... I was like, oh, my God. Oh, shut up. Shut up, <laughs> you douche. And then we cut to Lip Ring talking directly to the camera. And she says, since I have no sympathy for the actress, I've been given the pleasure of fucking with her. Here I have a Kimsa Charani. And she shows a small whip to the camera. And she says, this is braided cuero, braided leather with pointy tips. They sell it at the Sagarnaga, which I was like, oh, my God. I remember the Sagarnaga. <laughs> oh, my God. Took me back, dude. Took me back. I've been That's to the fucking so Sagarnaga. Cute. Anyway. <laughs> and then she goes up to Ale, who is tied up in bed, and she begins to whip Ale, saying, ¿Quién eres, cojuda? Dime. So... Lip ring is very, very wary of Ale. And she's like, you know something, something's up here. She doesn't trust her. Right. Kohula. <laughs> Kohula. And then we cut to camera guy filming himself. And in the back, we hear lip ring and chin strap arguing. When I tell you, I had to reboinar like cinco veces. I was reboinar. like, están diciendo back there? So Lip Ring basically is saying, look, Ale wants something or she knows something. Alwasi. Mm. And we hear them mention something about Sara. If you remember Sara Cárdenas from earlier, but I couldn't mm -hmm. quite hear what they were saying about Sara. And hearing them, camera guy says, ooh, Sara was deli, just like Ale. Honestly, they kind of look alike. Mm -hmm. Sara didn't aguantar. She didn't make it, basically. Which I'd like to come back to this point because I was like, hmm, okay, we'll, we'll touch on this later. Also, very quickly before you continue, Lip Ring, while she's uh, whipping 
uh, Ale in the stomach, barriga uh -huh. roja, barriga roja, <laughs> what she kept saying. She kept saying, no ve, no ve, no ve. And I was like, that's fucking Jonathan Atkinson right there. Oh my you, God, I say that all, I didn't even realize, no ve. You, no ve, a cada rato, que blah, 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 no ve. And I'm like, sure, Bolivia, whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in the background of this footage of fucking awful camera guy filming himself, we also hear lip ring and chin strap say bye to camera guy. So they just fucking leave him alone here with poor Ale, which I was like, oh, no. Well, I wrote, she's going to kill him. Ooh, well. Hold on, everybody. So, <laughs> but he seems to like get an idea. He's like, okay, ciao, me quedo. Like, I'm going to stay for just a little bit longer. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. this disgusting. This guy's a slime. This Ugh. guy's a fucking garbage person. So, chin strap and lip ring are gone. And camera guy goes up to Ale and he's like, I like you. Ugh. What do you expect her to fucking say to you, my dude? You want her to turn around and be like, ¿Sabes qué? Yo, a, a mí también. Vos ta, a, yo también te, me gusta mucho. You fucking cock. What? He's straight up like, when this is all through, it's just going to be the two of us left. And I was like, oh, you are actually insane. You, you are, are actually delusional, sick. dude. Oof. So he's like, he's like, I like you. And he, <laughs> he hands her the camera and he says, filmame, film me. So she turns the camera on him and bam, she bashes him with the camera. And I was like, yes, good girl. This surprised me. Oh, it scared me. I jumped. Uh, me too. Yeah. I, I was like, A, yes, girl, smack the shit out of him. Fuck him up, which is what I was expecting. But I wasn't expecting it to be this moment of like, first of all, him giving the camera to her and her using the camera to smash it against his face. I was like, yeah, you do, girl. Go for it. I mean, what an idiot. What do you think she's going to do, you Come fool? Come on, dude. I mean, but still, good job, Alec. Good yeah. job. We then see camera guy duct taped to a chair. He's got blood on his chest and then chin strap and lip ring return. And when they move his head back, we see that Ale slashed his throat. Mm -hmm. Then in comes Ale with the baseball bat and off camera, we hear her bashing the shit out of them, which I was like, yes, yes. I yes. thought it was a plunger. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was. I swear to God, I saw like that little rubber, like red fucking plunger top. I literally wrote, was that a fucking plunger, dude? You know what? <laughs> Honestly, I'm not sure. Let's just fucking say it was a plunger. It should be a plunger. She bashes the shit out of them with a plunger. I mean, it just <laughs> it feels right. Yes. So she ties them both up to chairs and she turns the camera on them. She goes up to Chinstrap and asks him, ¿Dónde está mi hermana? And he's all, I don't know who your sister is. And so she smacks him over and over. ¿Dónde está mi hermana? And then finally, Lip Ring screams at Ale. Está al principio de esa cinta. She's at the beginning of that tape. Mm. <laughs> then Ale looks directly into the camera and we might as well have gotten a dun 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 like a, a musical sting like that we get a musical sting it's not quite a dun 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 but close enough might as well have been and then we literally get the entire movie in reverse like everybody rewound in front of us rewind we watch the movie in reverse you know sped up 
And we go back to that moment where we see Sara, Sara Cárdenas, covered in blood again with nails in her chest, like we saw Ooh. earlier in the film. Which looks really good. Again, oh, it looks I just, great. I want to give credit to like the practical effects here because mm-hmm. I, like you, didn't love this movie. Right. But I do appreciate like the strong horror efforts that they put into it. It's I still appreciate the like the wounds were good. The burns look good. Like the stuff that like the nails in the chest look good. I was like, what yeah. the fuck? This is fuck. Yeah. Honestly, Ale in particular, you know, who is on the receiving end of most of the torture we see. In, you know, torture stuff just isn't really for me. Me neither. But I will say, like, I mean, the performances uh some were better than others, but I will say she was consistently very good at, I you know, agree. like being like, ooh, th- th- she sold it. There was one shot of her where it was just a slow zoom into her face where she was like either talking or saying a monologue or doing something. And I was like, this girl's fucking nailing it, dude. So now she's good. Yeah, she's good. She's very, very good. I was very impressed by her. Okay, so <laughs> we've got the full fucking movie in reverse. We see Sara with nails in her chest. And then we literally see Sara crying and in pain in like a little camcorder video screen. And we pan out and we see that Ale is watching this footage on the video camera. And so this particular shot of Ale crying as she's watching this, this is no longer like handheld this is like oh we're in a movie which is another like interesting meta thing here where this is the only moment i'm gonna say that we're like all of a sudden we're in a movie you know what i mean which was interesting to me it weirded me out but i found it interesting okay so we cut back to lip ring and chin strap tied to their chairs Ale heats up a screwdriver just like Chinstrap did, and and uh, she says, "Qué es el cine para ti? What is what para ti? <laughs> para ti? Cine? I mean, close enough. Qué es el cine para ti? Which means that what is film to you? She asks el, el Chinstrap, and Lip Ring is all like, "I no mames," and Ale fucking immediately, bam, stabs Lip Ring in the thigh because she's like, "No mames," she just stabs that hoe. I was like, you get them, dude. Get these fuckers. So she pulls out the screwdriver. She continues to heat it up. And she says to Trent to to chin strap. I'm not like you. Wait, actually, I can be like you. And she stabs this motherfucker right in the crotch with that hot screwdriver. Before she did that, mm-hmm. I was like, you put that fucking screwdriver in his dick, girl. You put, <laughs> you you know, oh, you man. know how I love to yell kick him in the dick during movies. I'm constantly it's my go-to phrase whenever I'm something crazy is happening. I'm always like kick him in the dick. And this moment I was like shove it in his dick. And then when she did it, I was like hell yeah, you do it. I did not see this coming, and I out loud went, ooh, (laughs) oh, my God. I also was like, you fucking die from getting your dick cut off? Like, I was like, do you bleed out? I think it would take some time, but you could probably bleed out, I think. But she stabs that man. I mean, that goes through the dick, through through the testicles, into the taint. Like, she might as well have hit his fucking (laughs) prostate. Like, she gets in there. And like, if you get a close up of his face where he's just like, 
he's got the scream face, <laughs> but, but he's not no screaming sound. until eventually he's just like, oh, <laughs> oh man, it was, it was effective. It was yep. effective. And validating too. Oh, it was like, I mean, you know, I mean, for me, it was like, I could literally feel it in my crotch, but I was also like, yeah, you fucking get that guy. <laughs> so then Ale grabs the Kimsa Charani, the, the whip, and she begins to whip the shit out of lip ring, demanding to know, where is my sister? Where is my sister? Where is my sister? Barriga Roja. <laughs> and lip ring finally screams, check the tapes, Kohula. Kohula, I love it. <laughs> I also love Kohula. I love think it's Kohula. so funny. Oh, man. <laughs> it feels also very Bolivia to me. But I know they say that everywhere. Okay, so Ale grabs the camera because, you know, a fucking lip ring is all, check the tapes, Kohula. And uh, <laughs> Ale begins to revise the footage. And in the footage, in the back of many of the scenes, she sees various, like, red blinking lights. So basically, we discover, she discovers that other cameras have been filming this whole thing. Right. So she goes, she finds and grabs the other cameras, and she grabs the drill while she's at it. The electric screwdriver. <laughs> I have it here in my notes. <laughs> the electric screwdriver. <laughs> the fucking drill. And then Alice sits in front of chin strap and lip ring and she repeats, ¿Dónde está? ¿Dónde está? ¿Dónde está? Over and over and over. And when chin strap says, I don't know, she goes up to him and she just begins to drill him over and over and over. Oof. It's awful, in but also... Knee. Oh, you do see like a close-up of the knee. The thing to me, I was like... What's with this dramatic piano music in the back? They picked some <laughs> piano was, music yeah. <laughs> that I was like, it doesn't fit in this movie for me. Yeah. Like, I don't need the drama. I don't right. feel like that fits. But whatever. We've got some dr dramatic piano music right now. There you go. And I'm pretty sure she fucking kills him. Yeah. She kills him. Because he slumps that head forward. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's, you know, that's a big ass drill bit or whatever it's called. Ooh, they That shot through the knee, though, I was like, it was good. Ooh, 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 to the kneecap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So finally, lip ring, as you know, this dude is being, you know, murdered, drill, murdered next to her. <laughs> she screams out, she's here. She's alive. I swear. She's filming this whole thing. It's her idea. It's her movie. You're her favorite actress. You're the star of the movie. It's her theory of real pain and acting. And then Lip Ring looks right at the camera and says, she's filming you right now. And then fucking Sada walks in, bashes Lip Ring on the head with the baseball bat and says, it's good. Cut. So when she was like, blackout. <laughs> blackout. So basically when Lip Ring was like, it's her, it's her, it's her. She means fucking Sada, the sister. I was like, okay. Now, when the cameras are revealed, the second set of cameras, the hidden yeah. cameras were yeah. revealed. I was like, it's the fucking sister. Yes. At this point, I was like, it's, it's the sister. There's I something knew... I'm confused about, though. Okay. Uh -huh. Please continue. Well, I was just going to say that I knew from the top that they had killed the sister, quote unquote. Like, from the beginning, I was like, that sister, it was them. Which I don't now. <laughs> now that I know that Sara Cardenas is Ale's sister. If I had known that those two were the same person, you still would have figured this out. Yeah, it's not difficult to figure it out. No, no, I will no. say, yeah. But I will say that the the sister being the director of the whole Magilla, 
Uh, that I was like, I figured it out when we see the secret cameras. And I was like, okay, at least we they gave us a, a mini twist, which isn't totally a twist. And then the big twist, which I appreciated. I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Now, But now that we're on this point, I just need uh-huh. to ask something. So there was a moment that I mentioned before where camera guy, when he was like, ooh, Sarah was deli. She kind of looked like Ale. They look alike, yeah. but Sara no aguantó. Like she uh-huh. didn't make it. She didn't endure. Yeah. What? I don't understand. So I think this is speculation, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think that either Sara pretended to die mm-hmm. and uh, either because we never get the explanation of did she hire these people? What was their her relationship with them? Did they know her? Did mm-hmm. they not know her? Is her doing her own casting video? Is that meant to be her tricking them that they are actually the ones like like who you you never quite get the answer? No. This is another, again, speculation, hear ye, hear ye, yeah. court and order <laughs> session, whatever. Perfect, perfect law language. <laughs> I mean, I'm a fucking lawyer. Okay, so it's possible that Sara, you know, this mm-hmm. is all her idea. She was like, I want to make a movie that nobody's ever seen before, a horror movie somebody that people have never seen. So she attempts to film this scene of torture herself Mm -hmm. you know where Mm -hmm. she's got the nails in her chest but that's all fake that's all fake or she actually did that to herself but she's like no i it won't do like i can't take it and that's why the camera guy was like no 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 aguanto like she didn't make it like she didn't die but she was like i can't take it but we have to find somebody who will yeah, because the phrase no aguanto doesn't necessarily mean no aguanto y se murió. Exactly. It can just mean like she couldn't withstand the pain mm-hmm. or whatever. That makes sense. Since then, they've been looking for the right person. Somebody to be able to. Yeah, I think that makes more sense. Right. There's a moment mm-hmm. where Lipring says to Ale before she's like, you're just like your sister. The two of you can like aguantar tanto. I don't know how you do. I wrote it down. She goes, puta que aguantan. <laughs> yeah. Puta que aguantan. Like, you sisters, you can endure a lot of pain. And it seems to me that Ale, you know, because remember the, the entire time, Lip Ring has been like, I don't trust that girl. She's been right. saying to chin strap and camera guy, I don't trust her. She knows something. Pero la Lip Ring didn't know about Ale. Pero somehow Ale... She did some sleuthing and she, you know, her sister apparently died. Disappeared or something. She she disappeared. You know, she just said that she died. Yeah. Um, And so Ale has basically been like on the case, for lack of a better term, to discover what happened to my sister. And it has led her back here. So she's been doing this all on purpose. And that's literally why at that one point. Exactly. The camera guy is like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you aguantando? And she says, for love. For the love of her sister. Right. Which brings us to... <laughs> to the, the denouement of this oh, weird-ass okay. film. Is that what it's called? Denouement? So, yeah, Bonsoir. denouement. Okay. I went to the Franco. <laughs> no, I didn't. Excuse me, flower. Okay, so Sara has just come in, bashed poor Lipring on the head with a baseball bat. She says, cut. And now we cut to seeing Sara and Ale sitting face to face. Sara gets up. 
She grabs the drill. She comes right up to Ale with it. She like runs it. She revs it. Pero la Ale says no. And then she attacks Sara off screen. They get into some scuffle that we don't see. We then cut to more footage from the top of the movie, the home video footage of the sisters hanging out. And we hear Sara say, death is freedom. It's a part of life. One day you will die and you will be liberated. Cut back to this dingy hellhole where all the torture has been taking place. Ale sets up a camera to film Sara, who Ale has tied to this nasty-ass toilet. And Sara is screaming for Ale, but Ale doesn't come. So it seems that Ale has just left Sara here to die. We then see Ale in a hoodie, limping through the busy streets of La Paz. She made it out. Fin de la película. That's it. <laughs> I mean, what a bummer that, you know, your sister turned out to be an asshole. <laughs> your sister, who you were like, I'm going to save my sister. I know something fishy happened. Turns out that she's just a psychopath. I will say this. I kind of wish that the movie had ended with bat to the head. Okay, corta. Because when that blackout happened, I was like, perfect. Great ending. Same. I would have loved that. That would have been so a funny. Just mm -hmm. like, haha, smash, end of film. We don't need more. We didn't need that little ending of like. I agree. It would have been a perfect ending for that, for this vibe. When she came out and did that, even though I was like, you know, I was like putting it together. I was still like, oh, oh, shit. It was surprising. Uh, me too. I loved that. And like the hit is good too. The it's hit like, is like great. a bash of blood. You know, it's yeah. good. And then, but then her turning to the camcorder and being like, corta. I was like, yeah. this is a movie <laughs> about a movie being a movie being made. Like this would be a perfect ending for this. Agreed. I was Agreed. I was bummed yeah. out. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that you see that Ale makes it in the end, but yeah, sure. you know, she still made it. Anyway, so let's get into some trivia. Yes. My trivia goes as follows. <laughs> um, this is from the Wikipedia for the movie Casting. And it says here, Casting es una película de terror boliviana. It's the first horror film to be made in Bolivia. Uh, directed by Denise Arancibia and Juan Pablo Richter. It's technically the genre would be uh, horror gore, it would be called. And uh, it premiered in Bolivia on the 30th of December, 2010. A little bit about Denise. She was born in La Paz on January 9th, 1982. Capricorn. Lovely. She... Uh, she got a degree in directing um, from the University of La Universidad Católica Boliviana. That's where my also... mom went to school. No way! She yeah. totally went to the Universidad Católica Boliviana. <laughs> I love that. Oh, man. And so cool. uh, she also got her degree in communications from La Universidad de San Francisco de Asís. Mm -hmm. Besides directing... Uh, Casting. She also directed in uh, 2017 the movie Las Malcogidas, which is also on Vimeo, I believe, mm, uh, on her channel. Las Malcogidas. Las Malcogidas. <laughs> Hilarious. Like the badly fucked. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, poorly I got fucked. It. <laughs> the, 
<laughs> just for everybody who didn't who didn't get it. I just need everybody to know for sure. That means the, the poorly, poorly fucked. fucked. Yes. <laughs> Many of us. Uh in the year. <laughs> uh sad but true. <laughs> the year 2020 <laughs> during the pandemic, she made four music videos and Damn. she uh started supporting and working for a lot of feminist movements and the legalization of abortion. Oh, nice. Yes. Her first works in film were uh, shorts called De Que Color Es El Cielo, which I think is one of the films that the women at the at the top of the movie um, <gasps> mentioned in their credits. Yeah, I oh. worked in this movie. I think so, if I'm not mistaken. Meta, um, meta, meta, yeah. meta. De que color es el cielo, which came out in 2010. El último paso, which came out in 2012. Y polvo, which came out in 2018. A little bit about Juan Pablo Richter. He was born in Trinidad of, uh, in Bolivia on February 9th, 1982, which I believe is Aquarius. Yes, Aquarius. Correct. He's directed more than 10 short films and worked on 25 other short films as director of photography, producer, screenwriter, and editor. He directed the short film The Last Step in 2012, which was selected for the 2013 short film corner of the Cannes Festival. Oh, damn. Yeah, and won the Best Bolivian Short Film at the Fenavid International Festival in Santa Cruz, Bolivia. Very cool. Yeah. His first feature film casting was in the official selection of the Buenos Aires Red Blood International Film Festival. Now oh, we've heard of that one. Yeah. Uh, I found an article called um, Casting La Primera Película Boliviana de, Terro de Terror Liberada Online by mm. on, on the website Cine de Genero Latinoamericano.com. And it says here that the directors released this movie. Um, which is the first horror movie from Bolivia so that people can enjoy it while in isolation during the coronavirus. Apparently, Denise once uh, one day called Juan Pablo and said, ¿Quieres hacer una peli, una peli para matarnos de risa? And, uh, <laughs> and that's how they started working on a horror movie. Let's make a movie that'll make us A fucking laugh. torture gore movie. <laughs> Wow. Uh, they studied together in Universidad Católica Boliviana. Hey. And, they, and apparently they have two very different styles of, uh, of film that they like to make. The film was shot in one week in April. Wow. In mostly just one location, which was this building that they were filming in. Quote, it's young and unpretentious. Although it is low budget, it is a film that has cultiv that was cultivated from our love for the craft. So that's very nice. And you mm. can tell that. You absolutely can, yeah. In another article from opinion.com.bo, which is the Diario de Circulación Nacional, I'm assuming of Bolivia, because on the top it says here Cochabamba, and I'm pretty sure that's a Bolivia place. That absolutely is. It says here, with all the ingredients of violence and pain that the genre demands, casting was meant as a twist for what both directors had already been doing. Quote, a need arose to fall in love with our craft again. We needed something that reminds us why we make films, 
since we had just come from very heavy projects with very big budgets. We were looking to do something that is an artistic challenge that would also be the most fun to happen to us in that year. Interesting that they keep keep mentioning fun, like fun, 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 yeah. which I get. But also, like, it, it just makes me think that they really did mean for this movie to have those comedic elements that we were picking up on. Apparently, uh, making a horror movie was a big challenge for both directors, saying that they were both raised with this type of film. When you're 12 or 13, you want to watch The Exorcist, but you're not supposed to when your parents are scandalized <laughs> when they find out that you watched it. Uh, which is what Richter says, who confesses that he is not a fan of gore film. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. He says, I like the formula of the genre where everything is a farce and the challenge is to completely immerse yourself really in this world. It's a very hmm. um, demanding genre, dangerous and risky, but it gives you a lot of liberties, but it also demands a lot of creativity. They said in the film, you can see homages to Eli Roth and Michael Haneke. Haneke, H-A-N-E-K-E, in the same movie. La gente quiere ir a ver a casting por el mismo motivo que nosotros la hemos dirigido para divertirse. There you go. They just want you to have fun, gang. And finally, can you die from dick blood loss? <laughs> Tell me. Reddit says, no, you don't or can't. There are no major arteries running through your dick. You might pass out from shock, but you wouldn't die unless you have a compromised circulatory system. So cut off your dicks all you want. You won't die. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I find that fascinating and horrifying at the same time because, you know, literally rushes of blood to your dick when it gets hard. And like yeah. you would think that that just means that there's a ton of blood flow. But apparently... You'll be just fine. Slice up your dick and you'll be cool. But don't get any ideas, people. Let's not be fucking with our dicks. I don't dicks. know. Do it if you want. <laughs> Slice it up. And that's the end of my trivia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I loved it. <laughs> Especially that last part. <laughs> All right. This is my trivia for today. Let's talk about the Sagarnaga, which lip what ring. What a fun word. Brief, I mean, such a great word to say. Lip ring briefly says the word when she's like, look at my, look at my whip. ¿Cómo es que se dice Sagarnaga? Kim Sacharani? Oh, oh, oh. Um, Sagarnaga. S-A-G-A-R. Sagarnaga. Sagarnaga. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Sagarnaga. Sagarnaga. Okay. So this is from Wikipedia. <laughs> Sagarnaga Street is what they said. La Sagarnaga is one of the traditional streets of the city of La Paz. It is located in the neighborhood of San Sebastián. It is named in honor of Juan Bautista Sagarnaga, hero of the revolution of La Paz. The street was designed as part of the first urban layout with European characteristics that was implanted in the sector after the founding of the city. Mm. 
In 2013, remodeling was carried out that has given it its current appearance, characterized by cobblestone streets combined with concrete and the installation of a central channel that allows the proper evacuation of water, guaranteeing the safety of pedestrians during rains. Now, I'm hoping that that doesn't mean that they've changed the look of it because I've been to the Sagarnaga and I just remember like beautiful cobblestone streets like Big ass stones. Cool. And I mean, clearly, if it rains, like you just take a wrong step and you're fucked. Like you're, you'll break <laughs> your ass. But I really hope that they haven't like modernized it, if it you will. Down. Yeah, because it was really, really gorgeous there. I specifically remember going there with my mom. I think because they have these big, sh- uh, like it's a lot of like street vendors. But también you can like, there's a lot of food as well. But you can like go into these tiendas, and it's where you can buy like jackets and mm-hmm. blankets made of wool like warm ass sure. jackets and blankets i believe of yama wool or alpaca so well you're in the andes so that makes absolutely. sense absolutely yeah and it's fucking chilly up there in la paz cuz it's so it's has such high altitude so i just have a very very bright like lovely memories of being in the sagarnaga that's fun and uh, I found this from wikitravel.org. It says here, Sagarnaga is La Paz's main tourist strip. It's mainly a market street with souvenir stores. But you'll also find budget hostels, tour and travel agencies, cafes, and lots and lots of backpackers. Which is interesting because I guess because I lived in La Paz for five or for six years being up in the Sagarnaga, I never noticed like the hostels or the backpackers and the tourists. Yeah, sure. It just never stuck out in my brain. But this article continues and says here, the witches market or the <gasps> Mercado de las Brujas, which I remember hearing about this so much as a kid because it's up there in that same area. And of uh-huh. course, me as a kid, I was like, Mercado de the las craft. Brujas? I was obsessed. I was like, I must go. My parents just made me watch striptease. I want to see the craft. <laughs> oh, my God. I must say this. So when I was a kid, like striptease and the craft, I guess, came out in the same year. And my parents like, what do you want to go see? And I was like, the craft. We, we've we've covered Did we talk this about on this? the pod. Yeah, this well, is why I, I bring it up. <laughs> I totally forgot. But I was like, and then my dad was like, we're going to go see striptease. So which I loved as well. Loved striptease. Anyway. So it says here, the Mercado de las Brujas is between Sagarnaga and Santa Cruz streets, I guess. It says here that vendors sell llama fetuses and dried frogs for Aymara rituals, as well as soapstone figurines and aphrodisiac formulas. And I remember going to the witch's market and you can see like the dried uh, fetuses and all that shit. Which I believe are actually used for like, uh, they're like for bendiciones and stuff. Like it's sure. actually for for good. But I just like you mentioned, after I saw the craft, I remember <laughs> most of my friends were gals. And we were like, we have formed a coven. And I remember going up to the Mercado de las Brujas and being like, just getting there and being so excited One to be like, we're going to feed us, please <laughs> be like, we're going to buy all this shit. And then just getting there and like having no idea what the hell we were doing because we were disrespectful fucking fools. But I just also have a very vivid memory of that as well. Oh, my God. Just a nerd. I saw the craft. And now I'm a witch. And also, I love Annie Lennox's song. <laughs> but that's for a different film. That's because of stripped. Oh, man. 
that's very, very true as well. All right, now let's talk about the Kimsa Charani, which honestly was a word that I learned for the first time from this movie. Oh, I, okay. I probably had heard it, but it I was like, ooh, Kimsa Charani. So I found a website called PueblosOriginarios.com and Kimsa Charani means in Aymara. So the word Kimsa means three, and the word Charani means chicote or cinturon, like a okay, belt. three belts. So three. So basically, what they're talking about is like the three prongs at the tip of the whip. I I assume. And since we're on the subject of Aymara, let's just briefly speak about what that is. So this is from Britannica.com. Aymara are a large South American Indian group living on the Altiplano, which is a vast, windy plateau of the central Andes in Peru and Bolivia. The Aymara have smaller numbers in Argentina and Chile, which honestly I didn't know. Their language is also called Aymara. In colonial times, the Aymara tribes were, were the Canchi, Coya, Lupaca, Coyagua, Ubina, Pacasa, Caranga, Charca, Quillaca, Omasuyo, and Coyahuaya. The Aymara numbered about 3 million in the early 21st century. So I just thought it'd be interesting to talk about them since this word is in Aymara, or these Very two cool. words, Kimsa Charani. And then I found this article from anteriorportal.erbol.com.bo Bolivia. <laughs> the title of the article is called Los Padres Usan Cada Vez Menos El Kim Sacharani. It didn't say who wrote it. Wow, uh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah, which basically means like parents are using the Kim Sacharani less. So it says here, Kimsa Charani, which is a three-pronged... I love fucking saying that word, Kimsa Charani. It's a great word, Kimsa Charani. <laughs> so it's a three-pronged braided leather whip, also known as Pedro Moreno or Martincito. Oh, boy. It supposedly takes out the bad and puts in the good. Ah! Uh! Okay. It said that it has in this article it said it has it has been filed away in recent years because children no longer have the same fear they did 20 or 30 years ago. Wow. <laughs> the Kimsa Charani is sold in different markets in La Paz, but for about 10 years it has been disappearing from the stalls, although its sale persists in some places. Maria Siles, who has been selling the Kimsa Charani for 10 years, assured that parents acquire this instrument for spoiled children. When you give the boy... <laughs> Damn. When you give the boy or girl a whip, they change their attitude. Likewise, she explained that five years ago, she, stole, she sold between five Kimsa Charanis a day, but now she sells only one in the best of cases. The whip is made of cowhide, which is white, and llama, which is gray. Its price ranges between 8 and 10 bolivianos when its measurement does not exceed 50 centimeters in length. Those that measure more than 70 centimeters cost 15 bolivianos, and those that reach a meter are worth 25 bolivianos. Nora Cabrera, <laughs> another vendor based on Santa Cruz Street, said that parents buy more Kimsa Charani at the beginning of each... This is not funny. I'm so sorry. It's just awful. This is awful. Just child abuse. Child abuse. She said that parents buy more Kimsa Charani at the beginning of each school year. There is a sale when classes start and also during the failing season at the end of the year, she pointed Jesus out. Jesus fucking Christ. Wow. Okay. Anyway, let's... <laughs> 
Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about El Bunker Espacio Alternativo, which is where this movie was filmed. If you stay to the end of the credits, it says El Bunker Espacio Alternativo. So you nice. can find it at elbunkercasadecreacion.com. And it says here, I put this through Google Translate, so it's like a touch funky. A house of creation is the meeting space for various actors related to artistic activity who establish research, training, production, and socialization processes around their craft. We make art accessible to everyone. Nice. We are committed to a new conception of space, but at the same time of artistic practice. We are not a means, a mechanism. We consider the possibility of being a nucleus of gestation. I mean, this is some artsy, fartsy <laughs> shit happening at El nucleus Bunker. Nucleus of, <laughs> of, of gestation. gestation. Dang. Okay, so they have like specific words that are like part of their, I guess, like message. Sure. So it says here, community. Knowing that we are all part of a large group of actors who work in search of the same interests from different positions and roles. Solidarity. This being the fundamental basis for the development of work and interaction with other cultural actors, starting from our own nucleus. Amplitude. <laughs> Amplitude. Trying to open ties and doors that allow everyone to participate in processes that are currently isolated, taking into account the countless activities, lines, and trends that the work of art has developed. I mean, art. Okay. <laughs> Tradition. Novelty, locating ourselves in the context and in the historical moment in which we live, forcing the regeneration of art, knowing from where it is produced and created. And finally, collaborative or collaboration from the involvement in their own artistic process and others. So basically, like, let's collaborate. And that is my trivia for today. Delightful. How about I ask you some questions? Please do. Johnny, were you scared? No, unfortunately not. Were you? No. What was your best scare? Well, now that I've said no, I, I wrote down two. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say the first one was when they had first tied Ale up to the chair with the, the what did you call them? The wallet chains? <laughs> Just like it those thin ass chains. chains. The hot topic chains. The hot topic chains. Exactly. It was just like I was like, ooh, things are about to get bad. And it was just like the first threat of injury. And it made me nervous. You know what right. I mean? And then I will also give it to that hallway scene, which took very long because that was very unnerving. Yeah. What about you? When she smacked the camera guy with the camera in the face. Oh, I totally. fully jumped. Totally. Like, I was like, whoa, what the hell? Mm -hmm. Um, Who was your favorite character? Ale. I thought she had a really, really cool arc. I thought the, you know, the reveal wasn't, like, entirely shocking, but... Right. I thought she did a really good job. I thought this actress was very consistent and committed and she had that like powerhouse scream. So she was good. So I'll give it to Ale. What about you? Same exact feelings. Everything the same. I thought she fucking yeah. did great. That that zoom in shot. I was like, girl, you're killing you're it. Good job. You're nailing it. Yeah. Yeah. What was your best line? I have two again. <laughs> <laughs> Both chin strap lines. <laughs> First was when he said, estamos en la etapa de casting. Yeah, I just had to include that. And then also when he said, quiero cagar de miedo. I was like, yeah, 
Me too, dude. Me too. All right. Totally. What about you? Puta, que freaky, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What was your yeah. best death? All right. It's got to be the double whammy of screwdriver to crotch and then drill bit to whatever she wherever she puts it in his body to chin strap that's got to take it for me chin straps death what about you for me it was lip ring getting a baseball bat to the head dude because i wanted that moment so bad to be the end dude because should have been when when she popped in it was so fast too just like in smash corte i was like yeah nice gush um, of blood like she fucked her up and good. also, not for nothing, I'm a big fan of a baseball bat situation. Like I like when oh. I like getting a seeing a baseball bat <laughs> do some business. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good to know. Good to know. Um, did you learn anything from your already well full of knowledge of, yeah. uh, of Bolivia? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say yes. You know, it's been a very long time since I've been there, but it was wonderful, you know, getting the feeling back, hearing the you know, just the way of speaking the slang that I've, that I know like deep in my bones, but I've honestly like forgotten a bit, but you know, I learned about the Kim Sacharani. I was reminded about the Sagarnaga, you know, little things here and there. So I will say, yes, I did learn. How about you? I'll say yes because of this, Sure, uh, mm-hmm. but I couldn't tell you that they explained what a Charna Sagarnidi no, no, no. or whatever. <laughs> Charna Sagarni. Kim Sacharani. Sacharani or El Sarangana. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bolivia. I'm sorry. Sagarnaga. Uh, pero, you know, didn't know yeah, about yeah, that yeah. stuff. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I will give the credit where the credit is due to the professor of Bolivia <laughs> right over here. So <laughs> I did learn something today. And finally, right. how many UIs do you give this movie? Look, I really thought that this was going to be a steaming pile of shit, but it wasn't. It was not. So I'm going to give this movie two and a half. Usually part of that is like, oh, because I lived in Bolivia and, you know, I have, you know, like it's in my heart. But I honestly don't think that's why. Like this this movie, again, torture stuff isn't really my thing. But presenting the torture stuff with like, this underlying thing of like the dire- the relationship between the director and the actor and like what are the boundaries are there any boundaries in the first place right how far are you willing to go as an actor how far are you willing to push your actors as a director like these are really really interesting themes in in yeah. this movie i found them fascinating sure there were things here where i was like i don't understand this whatever blah 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 i will say the twist wasn't very shocking but this gave me more than I was expecting. So two and a half. How about you? I'm giving it two. Uh, I agree with everything you just said. I think this is a wonderful jumping off point. Like I think for how independent and how low budget that it was, it really delivers a lot of good things. If you have a bigger budget and have a little bit more maybe time and, uh, you know, Mm-hmm. Oh, you obviously already have experience, growing experience. If they decided to make a, another horror movie, they would do probably something really good because there is mm. the foundation is absolutely there. If anything, it's foundation plus a couple floors already. I of agree. This, of being in the yeah. genre. So, yeah, I give it to Uis. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, let's remove our hot topic chains and just bop on out of this fucking. ¿Cómo es que se llama el lugar donde filmaron el barque? El, el bunker. The el bunker. bunker. El, el bunker. bunker. Mm -hmm. Or head out of the bunker Vámonos. into the sunlight of the Andean <laughs> hills and mountains of Bolivia. Ah, uh, gorgeous. Thank you so much for being here with us today. We appreciate every single one of you. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, we mentioned this slightly in one of our past episodes, but we have a link tree with every single one of our movies that we've covered. So you can go over there, just click and find literally any movie you want to watch. It's there available. Linktr.ee. Oh. <laughs> slash Wikiorror, and you can find all of our movies there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, follow us on our redes sociales at Wikiorror on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to Sonoro for being the bunker that holds us in. Uh, we <laughs> appreciate you, and you can follow them at Sonoro Podcasts on Instagram and Twitter as well. And Johnny, you know, you and I, we have history of filming each other. Oh, but my God. I would never shove a screwdriver in your dick. Oh, my God. Please <laughs> don't ever do that. And I will never tie you up with hot topic chains ever in my life. I will say this, though. I'm yes. getting you an electric screwdriver for your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I desperately need it. I fucking love you. <laughs> fucking love you, too. And we'll see you guys in la próxima semana. Adios. Adios. Uy, qué horror. Es una producción de Sonoro. Produced by Jonathan Atkinson and Eileen Clark. Edición y mezcla, Karina Riverol. Escuche Uy, qué horror en cualquier plataforma donde escuchen podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Adiós. Adiós. <laughs>